Rip it! This is the Rip It podcast. We're ripping it. I'm Seth. I'm Doug. And and our special <laughs> our special guest is Fitz from our local watering hole. In the uh, the spirit of starting new things, that's going to be our our theme today: is new beginnings, new things. So Fitz, I, I was going to ask you. Um, I'm sure you get this asked. I'm sure you've answered this question a trillion times at the bar because you're Irish. Is when did you come to the United States? And what made you decide to come to the U.S.? Because well, that, that was a new thing for you. It was a new thing, of course, yeah. I lived in London for a couple of years. Young kid. Wanted to see new places. How old were you? 21. And I said, fuck it, like, you know... Let me, let me, and I came out and, won, and actually won my ticket uh, and standby from the airport, as a matter of fact, because I didn't have much money. And uh, I was leaving for a couple of nights... And you go on standby that time and you wouldn't really get on the plane necessarily. I was in a situation like uh, after three or four standby things, I was, out, I was out of money, you know. So I got out here and I, went, I landed up to a place called the Golden Slipper Bar up in Parchester, like, which was that time a bad, bad neighborhood. Even. It was like one of those neighbors that was Irish at one point, like uh, 60 years ago, but not anymore. And there was this like one enclave, an Irish bar in the middle of like in the middle of projects, basically, because there was projects around there. Like well, you don't have them here, so it's different. So this was the eighties, eighty four, yeah. So we're, so when you came to America, were you like, you know, were you just totally like, I can't believe what no. I what I'm living in right now, like? No, not really, because I I lived in London for a while, like you know, so for me to move from Ireland from a farm to London was quite a move anyway, yeah. like you know, and you know I'd lived in Cork City for a while before that in college, so it was just another progression, I guess. So yeah, but it's sure. Did it amaze me? It probably didn't, but I mean, it, you're a kid. It's interesting, you know. And you, you like to see what's going on. And uh, there was like four or five of us living in the same one-bedroom apartment. Like, you know, they were all good lads, actually. We had a good time. We had a blast. The golden slipper? Yeah, golden slipper. And then my, I was in, sitting in the bar one day. It was a Sunday afternoon. And my Uncle Jack, you, did, you guys didn't know him, but he was a great guy. And uh, he liked his sauce, too, but uh, he's a good man. And, uh, you know, I, I was a little bit like uh, not telling people where I was and stuff for no apparent reason. So my mom asked my uncle, you know, is John out? Is he in London or is he in America? Where the fuck is he, you know? And uh, so he shows up in a bar one day and, I, you know, I hadn't met him like for, since I was a young kid, you know, yeah. 16 or 17, I guess. And, and uh, there he is, like, I come down like this. I was out all night Saturday night, so I'm bombed already. So it's probably... Twelve or one when I get into the slipper, you know, which is down the down the street from me. And there's my uncle sitting down, and I, I recognised him, you know, this big ginger head in him, you know. And uh, yeah, I says butter, I says we've been looking for you, you know. Well, so how you doing, Jack? Your mother's worried about you. Everybody's worried about you. Where the fuck are you? Know? Why don't you call people? And there was no cell phones that time anyway. But somebody, he he was a he says, give that cockroach a beer. He says to the barman, you know. <laughs> So we drank all day, anyway, and uh, he, he drove his car back to Brooklyn, and uh, I sat up there. And then eventually, like about, I moved to Astoria, then I came down to actually 60th Street and uh, 11th Avenue, where he lived. And I stayed with him for a week or two, and then I got my own apartment on Shore Road for a while. And That's nice. And it was good. It was very good. And I, he was my, kind of my best friend, like, until he passed away in 92. He actually probably, yeah, he was my best friend, yeah. So what was your first job when you got here? How'd that go? Job hunting. 
my first job was, was, was smooth enough because the guys I knew when I came into the barn, that, 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 there was this guy, he was a, the president of a concrete union. He was a carry man. So if you were from Kerry that time, you know, you got in immediately. And he was a friend of the guy that owned the bar where I hung out in. So it was a case of just walk down the union hall and say, I'm John Fitz. And uh, you, you put to work the next day. That's, that's how simple it was for me. That's a, I, I guess it goes in, that's beneficial to have like Irish, there was a shitload of Irish people here. So that's helpful. There was, yeah. Not as many like, uh, not as many as came after that because I was the first kind of incursion of, of, of the young Irish that time. There came, a lot of them came, massive amounts of them came like in the, I don't know, this was 84, like 87 or 8, even though it was only a couple of years after, but, it, you know, two years is a long time for a kid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, at that time there wasn't that many. What about you, Doug? You're, who, who, tell us about your first job. Oh, what, oh I was pulling weeds. <laughs> pulling weeds. <laughs> for, uh, pulling weeds, or is that plural or singular? There, there was there was many weeds being pulled at this. It was awful. It was for this, uh, for this community, like our community in Maryland, like the homeowners association thing. Yeah, like was, a subdivision type thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, I think I was thirteen. It was right when I could work, and I think I made like a dollar eighty-five. I think that was minimum wage, and it was hard, like pulling weeds. Now this is for a neighbor or something. Right? No, this is for for like the company, but they oh, just company. paid us. Yeah, it's it, like a homeowners association. Right. type thing. So yeah, like you have a subdivision where there's a lot of houses and they're all like it's like a, a subdivision. Yeah, I, I get it. And yeah. everyone pays in and then you get yeah. like the park maintained and stuff. But I would like be pulling weeds in the summer. You know, it's like 100 degrees and it's like I'm sweating and it's like we're a bunch of 13 year olds. That's a bitch. And we're drinking like out of like the big orange cooler off the back of the truck, you know, we're like it's like we're like old 13 year olds. We're like whoo, <laughs> just sweating and like someone's got like their shirt off like tucked into the back of their pants. You know, boots. Did you tie your T-shirt around your head, kind of thing? Yeah, like like that. You know, we like <laughs> we were like dirty and just pulling weeds, and we do it, it like in August for five hours, and someone would just be like, you know, we just made like five dollars. You know, and we're tired and hot, and which 13. was a lot of money at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was enough to buy some comic books and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was still like that was demoralizing. It's like, like when I was doing construction work when I was in college. Me and my friends, because I think we were only making like seven bucks, and we'd be working a jackhammer for like a half an hour, you know. And that's it's hard work, it like is, busting yeah. up concrete, sure it is. pool decks. Yeah. Like my friend Dan Tolan was like, or Dan Folan, he was like, if you, it's like if we just ask someone off the street, it's like, hey man, will you jackhammer this for a half hour? I'll give you three fifty. Like they should be like, are you crazy? But you like, would get paid that for like a reasonable wage for that though. No, I was getting paid like seven bucks an hour. Well, this is when I was twenty-one. Get the fuck. Yeah, there was no unions, man. That play that. John Jarvis was oh, wow. the guy's name. He would, if you talked about unions, he would bust it up. Is that the, was yeah, that the yeah, pool place? Yeah. Oh, place. yeah. No, it was ridiculous. Yeah. When I dislocated my knee on the job, wheelbarrow and concrete, like I got back to the office, like, you know, they took me to the hospital, called an ambulance, and someone went from the job to pick me up at the hospital and bring it back. So I got out of the thing on crutches, and John Jarvis comes out, and he's like, I guess I paid for those crutches too, huh? He's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, if I was there, I would just would have popped it back in. Told you to get back to work. Yeah. It's like, no, you wouldn't have. How was it? How was it riding in a a um, ambulance? I've never done that. Yeah, it was. W- was that your first time doing yeah, that? Too? Yeah, that's the only time I've ever <laughs> ridden in an ambulance. I don't. It wasn't bad. It was just yeah. You're laying in the back, but I was kind of in shock a little bit because my knee was like over here, like it didn't turn. It just like slid. It looked like I had a, like a 
arm growing out of my knee. Yeah. And the skin was like super stretched. So I was like freaking out about that. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it wasn't bad. I feel I was more embarrassed when they were wheeling me off. Because I still yeah, had. Because you feel like, oh my God, maybe like, maybe I'm not bad enough to really be in an ambulance. I didn't have a heart attack. Yeah, when yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were you yeah, like, were like, you scre- Were you in it, agonizing pain? No, I was more just like laying down. Like I like went over and I turned, my body turned, but my leg, lower leg stayed straight. So it's just like I just pivoted in a way I wasn't supposed to pivot. And, uh, and then I just fell over. And uh, my boss is like, is that your knee? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, call 911. But then they had this full truck, like nine yards of concrete in it. Yep. And they had to still keep working. Sure. So I'm just laying down besides, like, beside this path where they could wheelbarrow the concrete to get to the thing and tip it over. And every time they pass me, it was like every single one. How you feeling, man? Like, oh. And they just keep walking and then dump the concrete. They have to come back. It's like, so I just saw them all working. I was like just on the sidelines laid out. I'm surprised Fallen didn't say like, well, Fuck the ambulance, take this guy to the hospital in a wheelbarrow, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's cheaper. That, that place sucks. So how do they get it back in? What's that, what's that process? I well, I was freaking out about it because I kept asking the doctors, is this going to hurt? Is it going to hurt? So then they, like... They're like, oh, look at that over there. Look at that nurse. Pop. Yeah. No, well, they, they sedated me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were just like, they're like, uh, how old are you? So I said, 22. And he's like, okay, well, you're going to like how you're going to feel for about 20 minutes. And then shot me up with something, and then I don't remember them popping it back in. Yeah. It's a bitch. Have you ever been in an ambulance? Never have. Thank God, or thank you know. Yeah. I've been Thankfully, in once as well. You have? Yeah. What was that for? One time? Yeah, it was the job I was doing. Actually, it was the job I was doing for that motherfucker uh, <laughs> who sued me. And I was doing next. Actually, for, no, for, for his neighbor. Um, she was a uh, not a uh, cancer doctor for kids, whatever that's called. And, yeah. Uh, so I called them and one day, you know, I got a massive pain in my side, like, you know, it was fucking terrible. I, I literally called the ambulance and I was only like about like five blocks from the hospital in 14th Street, the one that's closed down now. And, but I, I couldn't take the pain, you know, it was fucking killing me. So they took me and they gave me some shit as well, but not in time. Yeah. But eventually <laughs> they did. And I ain't going, I said, what's wrong with you? The nurse is going, what's wrong with you? I said, I said okay, it's fucking terrible, you know. Was it kidney stone? It was my pancreas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, a acute pancreatitis, pancreatitis, whatever it's called. It's supposed to be chronic, thank God. But it, but did that affect your? And, and all of a sudden, we're like getting serious now. Yeah. It's like well, it's serious. I would have to be here for a year after. Yeah, but that didn't affect like your. You're not diabetic or anything. That didn't no, fuck not. up your. No. Your blood sugar. No, not in the slightest. No. Hmm. Yeah. In- interesting. Lay off the booze. Yeah. But was know. it from the booze or was it? Well, yeah, it was from the booze, of course. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know. You know well, uh, to, to a great degree, like, I mean, uh, my dad died of pan- pancreatic cancer, so that maybe there's a um, reason for that. A gene. Maybe, uh, a yeah, gene. Some, yeah. Something going on there that I don't know about, but, but thank God since then it's been fine, you know. But, uh, you know, it's been a year after, and then I was. That scared me, basically. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Of, it scared the shit out of me. I remember you come down to the Haven every once in a while with uh, drinking ginger ale. Yeah, that was, that was kind of right in the. the at the, the time when I first met you, because yeah, it probably was, out. yeah, 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 that was cool. I mean, I, then I went down to see a follow up with the doctor down below, and he's going like, uh, he's going, well, basically, John, he says, you know, he says, uh, you want me to treat you? He says, you know, he says, uh, you're gonna stop drinking and smoking completely, you know. I see, yeah, and I, I did actually stop the smoking like a month or two thereafter, and uh, but a year passed by, then I went up to my uncle's funeral in Chicago, and I was feeling like a million dollars, like you know, so. 
And touch wood, it hasn't bothered me since. Yeah. I went to the doctor for the first time, you know, like a new doctor. To get like a <clears throat> checkup? Yeah, it was when my dad was sick and I felt like I was coming down with something, but I thought I might have to fly down to Florida, like emergency, so I wanted to make sure that, like, you know, I'd be able to go into the room yeah. If, uh, right. yeah. and not have, like, pneumonia or something. Mm-hmm. And they were asking me to fill in the questionnaire. It was like, you know. How much do you smoke? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like, all right, like a pack, excuse me, two packs a day. And then uh, how much do you, or how many drinks a week do you consume? Yeah, it's so like, just like a question like, mark. Yeah, I put yeah. like, I put a hundred, which oh. I didn't know. Really? You did? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that was that unrealistic. Yeah. All day Saturday, all day Sunday. That can be 40 right there. Yeah. You know, and then the rest filling in the rest of the week. So I just, I put a hundred and she was like. She's like, a hundred? <laughs> like, well, yeah, you know. She's like, do you think maybe you should cut it down? I was like, well, I'm sure. But, yeah, she saw that and was just like. Because those things, like, yeah. where they're, like, binge drinking, if, when you have more than three drinks a night, it's like, did you forget a one yeah, in it, front of that? Well, I guess you're only supposed to have, like, for health reasons, you're only supposed to have, like, five drinks a week yeah yeah no one does that no i mean people do do that yeah i don't know very many people that do that like moms with a glass of wine with dinner yeah but i know moms that fucking bottle of wine yeah oh totally a a day yeah you know whatever let's take a time out real quick One of my favorite things about Doug is when he worked door-to-door window sales. He probably told me, but I don't remember. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't sell one window <laughs> for three months. Yeah. He wasn't defenestrated. Yeah, no. It's, well, it's just like if people need windows, they buy them. Yeah. Like you're never going to – it's not like magazine subscriptions where you're just like, you need new windows? Like, eh. So three months you never sold any windows? No, not even close. And you were getting paid on a per-window basis? or No, well, at first I wasn't. At first I was getting paid and then commission on top of that. But then uh, then the guy was like, dude, I'm not just... It's commission from you. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. then I worked for nothing for, like, the last two... And that weeks. was after your um, weed job and before your... Uh, before the other before job? Before construction, after weed, yeah. after uh, Chuck E. Cheese... <laughs> After the supermarket, what'd you do? At, what'd you do at Chuck E. Cheese? I made pizzas, but I also had to dress up in those costumes sometimes. You're kidding? No, no. Mr. Munch. I, yeah, I can see it. You were Mr. Munch. Yeah. What was it? Well, is that like the dog? No, he was like a, like a monster sort of. It w- was the goal if you were dressed like, like that? Was the goal to be Chucky? I don't think anyone cared. Those suits were hot and they stunk, and you were dealing with kids, and kids hit you in the balls all the time. <laughs> Like, they have, like, radar in their hands. Why is that a thing? Kids, why is that a thing, like, kids kicking mascot-type people in the balls? It's like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a thing. It I, is, but we're not kids anymore. We, we, we all knew it, like, when we were 17 or 16, or 13, for that matter. What, to kick a mascot or men dressed up in something? Absolutely, Kick yeah. them in the nuts? Yeah. It's like they did that in Ireland? That did because again it's like a tribal thing. Like I think it's different to you. Like you know, when you're a kid. Like you're not you're not acclimated. You're acclimated where you grew up. And uh, my God, this must be a 
not necessarily attracted me, but this is how I look, this is how I'm supposed to deal with life. I'm going to kick this guy in the ball. <laughs> wearing the fucking costume, you know. <laughs> Except in Halloween. At the puck fair, you're just kicking yeah. people in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even, even I, the goat does it. <laughs> just go kick the goat in the balls. Yeah, I got hit in the balls a few times. So what was it? So selling because I I did a stint. I I sold alarms door to door for like a week. Yeah, you also did the the the. The sales thing, didn't you, on the telephone? I did. I did do telemarketing for... And you made a fucking fortune. I did. Uh, it, well, at the time, I was in college, and, like, you go... So, that's funny. Like, people don't... People don't... Or young people today, they don't realize, like, when you were looking for a job back in the, you know, pre-internet days, you went to the newspaper. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the one ads. Yeah, you, you know? circle one Yeah, you one. circle shit. And so it was like ten dollars an hour. And so in college, ten dollars an hour was like, it's yeah, it it's was good money. It was huge. And so the place, it was selling um, vacation packages like Carnival Cruise shit. And the place was like in a, it, it was like a garage that garage kind of place turned into. Uh, you could t- they turned it into individual units, mm-hmm. you know. So some people, some guys like worked on their motorbikes, and then uh, other people had little offices. So that's what this was. And I don't know if anyone ever got their vacation package. It was super sketchy. People, probably not. Yeah. So so for people, uh, I, I guarantee you. Probably, so for yeah. people that that are listening, if you ever go to like a boat show or a big kind of convention, and there's a box, and it's like you'll win a vacation, and you fill out your name and your telephone number. I don't know if they do that anymore. Yeah, they do. But if you do, you're going to get called. because And, you, and you're going to get called, oh, and you're going to get told that you won. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, what, but those things, they're called leads. And, what the, and there was a guy that came in every week or every couple of weeks, and he had a briefcase full of leads. And there was like a pack of leads, to the, and they're like 300 bucks a piece. And so they're like dealing all these leads. So that, that week, I got like... I was calling like Canada, yeah, and and the, and I got and it says it has their age, and so the young people like twenty three year olds, those people were more likely to give their credit because they were given their credit card number over the phone, and so for every sale I got, I got a hundred bucks, yeah. so I sold, I made seventeen sales, in one week, and there was this Puerto Rican dude from New York who was like lifelong telemarketer and it pissed him off so bad dude i bet it did because i was killing it and I he, it did, he couldn't yeah. sell he couldn't God sell bless you you know yeah, yeah. so i made seventeen hundred dollars in one week and i thought That's i was serious shit I, yeah and i thought i was a badass i remember I, I was at i went to this we were at a nightclub so why, why did you actually leave if you're making 700 bucks doing that why, why would you leave that because that was short-lived that doesn't have you, ha- you knew it was yeah i, I mean the next week it was just I couldn't sell shit. Right, right. It was just those leads. It, it was just like the you leads. Got some hot leads. The hot like leads. Gary leads. Yeah, and then I was just, and then I started to get suspicious about it because they were like, "Oh, are you like with the FBI and or something? <laughs> like, are you?" Because I was asking all these questions all the time, and they were like, "This." It was so shady. Yeah, you're, no, pu- you're pulling an Anders now. Yeah, the the people <laughs> yeah. the people that ran it they used like different names. I didn't even know. I don't know if I knew their real names, and every check so. When you, when you, um, every check that they wrote to me bounced every single one. That's not good. And then, so the day that we, we got paid out for this, like I got the $1,700, she went to the bank, just 
withdrew like $10,000 to like pay everybody because, and so that's when I was like really suspicious. And then unfortunately in the last, like my last week, which is like the next week, <laughs> it, and it felt like I worked there for two years, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that following week, people were working and not selling, uh, but they were getting their, they were doing their $10, hour, $10 an hour. And one was a couple and they had a child. And then we showed up to work like on the third week and the place was empty. Yeah, that's a super sketchy thing. Of course it is. Yeah. When the second that someone asks you if you're with the FBI, it's yeah. like, yeah, and and, and what's that, going on it's here? It's the woman that was the closer. She was like, "We are, we are, um, you know, we're licensed with the FBI, the CIA." She, I mean, seriously, she would say that. I'm licensed with the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "What is this?" And if you're this, young enough and green enough, which you are in that case, but uh, kids will believe that if they don't, yeah. if they know anything different to. Yeah, a lot of them were like Canadian military dudes. Yeah, really? Yeah, and they'd be the they, they would believe it. I, it was funny. It's like I, I would call some people. I was like, and it was in the script. It's like you know you you won the blah blah blah, and they're like, it's incredible, isn't it? And the people in the background are screaming and cheering like that they won. Yes. I'm just like, well, but it's for it's six hundred dollars. It's a stock exchange. Yeah. 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 Ugh, these poor people. Yeah. I, I still feel a little bad. Well, about you it. were just you were, no, I don't. I mean, I, I feel, my 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 first actually real job that I got an actual paycheck for. I was working as a far, for my dad all the time of his neighbors. But the first job I got was at a factory, and and uh, I had my car. I bought my uh, Opel Cadet. I was driving. You know, I had a car when I was seventeen. You know, and fly back there, and I also did a hundred fifty motorbike because the car only lasted a week. So I reverted back to the motorbike again. <laughs> We can to do like 40 miles an hour, you know. Yeah, the 150, right yeah. away from Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that one too, yeah. And I'm back there like in a, these are like lifelong laboratory people. I was working in the milk laboratory because it was a dairy factory. Well, you know, and I knew a bit about milk, obviously, because I grew up in that environment. And uh, every, every farmer has a number, like of his, of his farm, like, like ours was 103, neighbors might be 104, and yeah. some tea might be like, tea and might be, Two ten or whatever it might be, is that what they they clamp the ear the they tag the animals with? No, this was just a number on paper, like when you deliver okay. your milk to a factory. Got it. So everything was going fine. They loved me back there, you know. I had been actually I'd been to college for a couple of months and like that. So I'm doing all this shit on them, and uh, late one night, which was often a night job, they would check my work in the morning. Like you know, the manager would check my work to see like. You, you put all these little trays, you put a drop of shit into each tray, like, you know, and see how much water is in it, is there an infection in the milk, etc., etc. Right. So this night I fucked it all up, I know, because I was bombed. Like, <laughs> really bombed, so. And it's like, it's a, an agar plate, basically, but with slots in it, you know. It's like a what? An agar plate with cubicles in it, you know. It's like an ice tray thing, you know. All right. And blah, blah, blah. And you put a drop of milk into each little cubic thing, then you put it and you leave it uh, you, you, you leave it faster, basically, and if, if there's bacteria, it will grow. And if it, is know. it like a petri dish? That's exactly what it is, yeah. So the next morning, I go, I, I'm in there anyway, and uh, the manager hadn't come around yet. And, you know, if it goes green, like if there's a problem with it, you know, it stays brown if there's not. But everything is green, like. And that doesn't work because there's 32 farmers. They couldn't be all, like, green. They, they couldn't have all failed yeah. at the same time, you know. Actually, I'm sorry, it goes brown. So I said, what the fuck do I do now? So I'm thinking and thinking about it in a minute. I'm going, okay, I said, so there's a 
thing of dishwashing liquid under the counter. Green, ivory, <laughs> whatever it is. Yep. So I said, I said, fuck if this goes if this goes true, you know, I said, I'm going to be fired. So I've had a bit of dishwashing liquid, this green stuff, <laughs> each cubicle, you know. I'd have to cup it in brown. If I care. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You know, not knowing, you know. And uh, the next morning, the manager says, oh, okay, it's three, three guys failed, which would be normal, you know. Yeah. But I, I'm taking, I'm, I'm playing God now, with guys living to some degree, you know. And the manager says, yeah. So the next, no, actually, a couple of days later, this this big, like Donny Sullivan, like, storms in the door. I never failed a fucking test in my life. He says, who's doing the test around here? I, I says, I, I did the test. I says, you failed it. No, I said, I, I, my cows are clean. He says, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing the right thing all, all my life. He says, what, who the fuck are you, young whippersnapper, to be failing me, you know? It was just, I, I just picked him out of it, you know. I could have picked out that square, this square, like, yeah. you know. And it was a lot of money, like, to him it would be like a couple of hundred dollars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not an awful lot of money, but a lot of money. Depending how, and I said, I, I'm sorry, buddy, I said, you failed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you just stuck with it. I had no choice. <laughs> the fuck was I going to do, you know. And like he's gone red in the face and he's ready to rip the fucking laboratory apart. And I said, no, that's the way it is. I said, you know, I said, you failed. I said, yeah, maybe you should, you know, next time, you know, make sure your cows are clean, you know. <laughs> he's gone fucking berserk, you know. And like nobody ever knew that because there's other people working in the laboratory as well, you know. And I go, yeah, that guy never actually failed before, you know. But I said, this time he did, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah. It's got dirty cows. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, why didn't he just go, let's just test it again? Well, because once we test the sample, it's destroyed. Now, that would be like the next time around again. Like the, the milk is tested once a month. Next time he passed, obviously, with flying colors, as he had every other time prior to that. <laughs> but you're fine, like, on a monthly basis, like, you know, for your bad milk. You know, so he should just straighten up his milk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're still sticking to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I failed. That's yeah. funny. You know what I always thought uh, was kind of weird it, when you started again was going to school, like a new year of school when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody, like, mm. even though you knew the people, sometimes it would be like the new kid and everybody kind of looked weird again, you know? Yeah, to some degree, but uh, maybe for you and Doug, I mean, you travel around more now. Like, my school, like, was, my school was a fucking... Uh, was a house when I was a kid, like, you know, it was like, you know, yeah. it was like four people in my class, I often told you, dog. So then they built a new school, which was like, you know, 13 people in the classroom in the local village. Like the first school was in, actually in, in the country. Where are you from again? I'm sorry. Uh, not Nagashal, uh, Seth. Gotcha. I went to there, yeah. Uptown. Yeah. So I, I never really went to like uh, the Americanization of like, a, not necessarily that so, but going to different schools. So. I went, from, I went to the same school as my grandfather went to originally. And the same person thought my grandfather, I think, taught me. And she sounded that way anyway. So were, they hard, were, they, were, they, were the teachers hard on the children there? Yeah, they were. They were like very... Uh, like we don't need no education kind of hard on more the kids? So, more so than that. Like, I mean, it was very rural. And, was it nuns or was it... No. There was, there was two teachers in the, in the school. There was the old lady and a younger teacher, like, you know. Yeah. Who taught the younger kids until, until, until you were the age of like six, seven or eight. Then you moved up into the other room. The old broad taught you then after that. And she was a nightmare. Like, she loved me because I knew my catechism, you know. Because my grandmother taught me all that shit. Like, and, uh, so it didn't matter what I could add up, two and two or four or four or five or six. Your punishment always was like recite like one of the joyful or sorrowful mysteries, you know. 
then you're clear, yeah. you know. Otherwise, you stand in the call room for two hours. That's the way it was. In the corn room? The coal room. Oh, the coal. Coal, coal. Ah, coal. Got it. Which was like adjacent to that. Like, and you'd, yeah. be left, you'd be left in there like with a, for two or three hours during the day if you didn't know your shit, you know. Well, why would they do... What's the point of that? Punishment. Punishment. Was it just like humiliating when you had to go to the coal room? I was only there once. Would you get dirty in the coal room? <laughs> well, it depends what you're doing in the coal room. You can just stand there like this, I guess, and <laughs> the coal's all around you, but I mean, if you set... If you're a kid like a fucking six or seven years of age, you're going to start playing with the coal anyway. Yeah. You, know, you come out like a... But so did they... Was she, was she a bad person? That's all she knew. She was, a, she was a school teacher, but she, you know, she didn't know any better. Did they crack your, your knuckles with a ruler or beat you yeah, with a paddle? Yeah, yeah. Bamboos and all that stuff and leather straps and stuff like that. We got paddled in Ohio. You did? Yeah. Wow. Like in, in elementary school. Yeah, teachers would have paddles like hanging on the wall on the first day of school with like, like, the stuff written on the handle and like speed holes drilled into them. And by paddle, you mean like like a big wooden paddle paddling your ass. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah a, exactly. like a cricket stick. Like with holes bend down a beat. Yeah, yeah, they take you out in the hallway, yeah. spank yeah. you. Yeah. I got spanked once. Yeah, how was that? I mean, they didn't wail on me like you're drunk dad would or something, you know. Right, right, right. But, you know, but, but make you think a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Cause me and some dude were looking up girls' skirts in the uh, on the monkey bars, <laughs> or it's like the big net, you know, like on the wooden yeah 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 playgrounds yeah yeah. So so we were laying under that, and the girls were like seven, you know, we were like seven. Just, yeah, you got a paddle for that? Yeah, that's this like kid shit. Yeah, I know it is, but it's beautiful. I got I got um, when I was in like middle school, my friend and I, there was a new gym teacher. And his, I can't remember his name. He was a fucking cock. And and I think he was sleeping with one of the kids in school's moms because she would like he was a new kid. Yeah. And she and he and uh, she'd show up and like bring him cookies and shit. It was weird. But one time, my friend and I we were going to a like a basketball game like on the weekend, mm. like high school basketball game or something. And uh, we called him a dork. We're like, hey, what's up, dork? Right, the teacher. Yeah, we're like, "What's up, dork?" You know, no big deal. Whatever. Yeah, dude. The next day or the next on the next Monday, he's like, "Come into my office," and he fucking like strangled us. Seriously. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't catch you around the neck, did he? He grabbed us around our shirt collars and like threw us into the fucking corner. He's like, "Don't you ever fucking disrespect me, little pieces of shit?" You know? Yeah, he was an asshole. Yeah, yeah because he, he knew he was a fucking dork. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but in school he was the gym teacher. Yeah, for some reason I didn't tell. a gym teacher. For some yeah. reason I didn't tell my dad about that because my dad would have gone ape shit if he would have known that. Yeah. But you don't like when you're a kid you don't you don't divulge that stuff anyway. Yeah. Well, a, a, a teacher once threw away my lunch because I uh, I, ha- I had to do something at the library. I got called. It's like you have to go do something at the library real quick. So I went to go do that, and then the teacher told another kid to throw my lunch away. And the kid did it. And then I ratted on the teacher, and there was, like, that meeting. You know, that awkward meeting yeah. between... Oh, between parents and teacher? Yeah. I never had those. There yeah, was this guy, John, Johnny Lyons. Uh, like, he was, like, about two or three years old, and he was in a higher class, like, a national school, primary school. And uh, the deal was, like, you know, we used to always steal um, May Dillon's, like, cane, the bamboo cane she had, like, but she wasn't watching half of us going on, so we, we stole this. We, we stole it. It was an open fire situation. We bought it in the fire, like, 
after she left, you know, because we'd break into the school, which meant we weren't going to get beaten with the cane the next day, obviously, you know. And uh, then May, May, May Dillon, the teacher, would say, like, well, I need a new stick, you know. So the whole idea was, like, you know, if you're the guy that bought the new stick, you, there's less of a chance of getting beaten with it, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> so I'm coming down with Johnny one day, and when we're both late, and uh, there's a black thorn tree, like, and you know, the old black thorn is a heavy branch. So I pick it, I, I break it off, and it's a beautiful stick, like a shillelagh, you know. Yeah. We land it in the and uh, Johnny presents it to her, like, you know, ah, May, uh, Mrs. Dillon, this is a, sorry, sorry your, your, your bamboo got burned. It was me and him that burned it, obviously, the day before. Uh, but uh, here's a new stick for you, you know. She says, thanks very much, Johnny, she says, and um, as the day is progressing and things are going well, Johnny missed some answer or something. So Johnny's the first guy to get cane with his own bamboo, with his own black town stick. He should have made it yeah. soft. <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. Also and we often talked about that in Lady Lions, they call him. He works by Bellano, he's, he's a farming contractor back there. And uh, we could have picked like a smaller stick, you know, if he had any known what was coming, you know. Yeah. It's funny shit. Yeah, my mom used to, when we stayed out in the country, like if you messed up, she'd be like, go outside and pick a switch. You have to go out to a tree and get like a... Because that's what punishment was on the farm. Sure. And I think that she'd hit my legs with it. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, the backs of the knees are bad. Yeah. yeah. But see, I don't get why... It's like, that doesn't fucking work. It doesn't. It's yeah, like... I, don't, I mean, it made me, like, lie better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're still going to yeah. fuck off as a kid. Yeah. And yeah, you're dead right. It'd make you lie better. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I got to plan ahead and plan hard to get yeah. away with this. But, I mean, can you imagine, like, if you had a kid, like, whipping him with a fucking stick on his back no, of his I legs? I can't imagine no. that. Me neither. No. It's like, what, you know. It, yeah, it, like, it, it wouldn't be my, my situation or any of you guys' situation. Yeah. You're not going to start beating a kid with a fucking bamboo, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like me. And we had this guy, Kelly, in our, in our secondary school, like, we were 16 or 17. And he said, I see his copy, I'm going to decimate you one out of every ten, you know. Because nobody's going to write out the guy that fucked up, you know. Yeah. The, fuck, the fuck up would be like somebody was laughing before he came into the classroom. He was a, very much of a martinet. And uh, he'd landed, he was an older man, you know, and he sat at the school, the school himself, and he was a, he was a piece of garbage, really. And he'd come in with his, and he had the big bamboo cane, like with the, with the, the, the brass top on top of it, you know? Yeah, who was speaking before I came into the room? Uh, uh, Hat, lions, and we'd all be there, like, you know, I was a, so you're not going to write out the guy was speaking, you know, big deal. No. So he, he chose to say, okay, I'm going to decimate. He's always this. <laughs> so I, he, he'd pick one out of every ten. And the, this school now, there was like about like tw- maybe 20 of us. But he'd keep, he'd keep like going to one to ten until we all got it, you know. So okay, and I've started like in a man, he used to fucking lay the can on your, on your hand, like, you know. He'd make you put your hand on the desk, like, so there's no like, uh, you know, if, if you hit like here, it'll break away from you. But now it's hitting your hand bare on, you know. And he put his whole weight in it, like, you know. Yeah, he, he broke Morris Lines' knuckles, like, uh, he broke his hand, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a weird, sadistic teacher thing of all of your... It, it is. I mean, the guy obviously had a lot of issues in his own life. He was an old man that wasn't happy with his life and all that sort of bullshit. But you take it out on young kids, come yeah. on. You're still going to yap and talk like you and the teachers in the classroom. Yeah, it's impossible not to. It was impossible to behave. Mm. Like uh, it's beyond your control. Yeah, it's like yeah. really, it's like you know, your parents are just like, why did you do that? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, this, this, this beyond. It's like you. I'm a fucking, I'm a child. Yeah, I, yeah. this is what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's behaving. You, you, you'd have to realize that. Well, this guy raised kids himself, like, and he probably had grandkids at this point. Like, 
have you moved so far away from fucking reality like that you can't see like you know that's how kids behave in a period like they're not like oh they would you know we wouldn't know they were guns shooting the teacher you know we're just basically kids like talking you know yeah and who cares if you talk before the teacher comes in why is that even a rule well it was a catholic school uh, uh it was like very regimental you know again it wasn't the end of the bottle i mean the, yeah everyone turned out okay yeah i mean he, he did break Morris lines fingers but uh, i know but how does that affect that dude later in life you know is his hands like well he ran the boston marathon so so his feet are okay. not in his hands <laughs> that'd be impressive yeah if he's like in the feet then then you're fucked If you want a good job, there's a very simple rule. You gotta get an education, gotta go to school. You gotta get it all together if you wanna make it pay. You gotta stay in school. Till graduation day. So beach cool. Stay in school. Beach cool. Stay in school. If you wanna be cool, stay in school. We had a sex scandal in my high school though. From a, it was a volleyball teacher, a lady, and she was good looking, and she was banging some like Korean like uh like volleyball prodigy but he was a student yeah yeah he was on the team and he was asian which was weird that made it weirder like one just tick weirder why why is that i have no idea but of course it did because it's because it's because it's asian i'm not yeah. saying it made it like blind weird like that'd be like maybe 10 degrees weird if the guy, yeah. kid was blind i'm saying it made it like one tick weirder but, uh, yeah, that was a big scandal. I remember my biology teacher when I, when I was in high school. I, I'd finished high school. I was going to college for a little while. And she, she grew up on a dairy farm as well. So I'm in the middle of nowhere, like, uh, getting a lap. I'm heading up the mountains across the Cock and Kerry border. It's a song, like that song now. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she picks me up, and it's pissing rain, you know. Song, okay, the song's still, you're still writing the, the, you're still writing the song. Yep. And it's pouring rain. And, uh. I was like, I guess I was 18, 17 or 18 when I was in high school, and she was, she was like about 23, you know. And she had a glass eye, you know, and we used to always mess with her because of glass eye, because kids don't mess with teachers, anyway. Yeah. But she wasn't like any way of a Martin at all. She was, she was a very cool broad, you know. And uh, she took a liking to me, like, even in high school, you know. At least I thought she did, anyway. As young lads think, you know. So I stole her, I stole her pocketbook, <laughs> like, you know, and... Uh, while she was out of the classroom for whatever reason, maybe have a cigarette, I forget what it was. And uh, she had a love letter, like, written from some other teacher who was, in the, who was also in the school, you know. And I'm, we're cracking up, like, we're looking at this. And, and when she came back in, I said, she came back in uh, announced, and uh, I still had the letter in my... my I, I'd made a, I was able to put the pocketbook back in the, in the lectern, but uh, there's a lot of kids fucking around with the letter, so I still have it, you know, myself. So she, she, for whatever reason, I don't know, but she went through her pocketbook and she sees the letter is gone, you know. And that's a very, you know, she's, what is she, 23 or 4? It's very embarrassing, of course. Of course. And, I, and how old are you guys? I was 17 or 18. Oh, Seven, yeah. 17, I guess, you know. 17, yeah. 17, I would say. Yeah. So we're cracking up, anyway. And she's going like, and you can see her face changing, like, you know, well, there was a letter in this, in this bag for him out the door. Where is it now? And she could have called like the, the big boss with the cane, like and come in, but she didn't do that. And uh, 
Just which one of you took the letter out of my out of my bag, you know? You know, she's a kid like herself, looking back at her. And uh, nobody's nobody's answering this question yeah. at all, like, you know. And she's looking at me, she's looking at everybody else and she kinda figured it was me, I think, a little bit, but uh, I said nothing, you know. So uh so I I'm gonna go back out the door again, she says. I want the letter returned to my bag when I come back in. Which was cool, so I did, you know. <laughs> but you all saw it and everything already. Yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't like nothing outrageous. So I, I, then I finished high school, and I was, she, she was from Cork, and she was from a dairy farm. I was standing in the middle of the road, and it was pissing fucking rain, and I could get no ride, like it was hitchhiking. And who shows up, like, this is like about, maybe like 10 or 11 months later, only herself, you know? And uh, she says, uh, oh, John, she says, you know, you're my favorite student, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm going, I'm going to city. I, I was going to UCC. I says, oh, she says, that's where I went as well, which I knew when I went. But she, said, she wasn't going as fast as class city, she was only going half the way, you know. And she says, uh, well, you can stay at my house tonight. So this oh is boy. Like, it was a wintry, wet night. Of, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll never Dude, you got to write this song. This is a poem or a song no, in I here. I swear to God, it was beautiful. So her parents, like, are ancient, like, they're, like, uh, they seemed like that to me that time. Yeah. Probably weren't at all. And uh, she's there in a minute and says, uh, well, we gotta, she's like, she, she went home every weekend to milk the cows and do this stuff to relieve them, I guess, to some degree. And I said, that's fine. So I'm out making the cows with her, like with my biology. She was my biology teacher as well to make it matters better. God, I love it. This is such, this is so and, great. Uh, so, so you can, you can stay, with, stay here tonight, John, you know, because I had really no choice at that point. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't get another ride. You know, these are rural roads, you know, in Ireland. That time, there was no highways. So I said, I'll stay tonight, so. So, so you can, you know, so you can stay in my room, you know. This, this is a gospel fact. <laughs> So the old the folks edge are, of my seat. The old folks are bed in bed, like you know, this point, like so. We've done the cow thing. We've built the cows, all that shit, and and uh, yeah. So I banged her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did you tell all your friends? You must have been like. Well, I, I left the. Did you still call point. her like Miss So and So when you left? Very, it was very awful for a while, and then she took her eye out, like you know. <laughs> You're fucking no! You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. What do you mean she took her eye? What? What? Before? She had a glass, glass eye. No, but, but but she take it no, out before bed. No, she had glass eye enough. We, we always wonder when in school whether she had glass eye or not. You know. Yeah. But she did. So you found out. Yeah, I found out the hell, well, the, the good way. And uh, it was hilarious. When so. did she take it out though? Like before the, the sex or no? Oh, no okay. A little bit kind of true it actually. <laughs> what do you but mean? She blew my mind. She she had a glass of water. I can still remember. She had a glass of water on on beside on the bed on the bed stand beside it. And it wasn't before, but she took it out. I actually remember exactly when she took it out. But, and because uh, like, she'd look at you like, and you you know, there's it was a, yeah. dec- it was a decent rendition of an eye, like, but uh, you could tell like uh, one eye is looking, the other eye is gone. Yeah, and, yeah. Towards Mineola or some shit, you know. And uh, so she did, and but you know, you didn't hit the moment. I could give a fuck with she had two glass eyes at that point. <laughs> but okay, let me ask you this: you, you, the story was really good until you just said I banged her. Like, how did that, uh, what was it like? Was it, you, you know, it was like... I always knew in high school that she liked me. A lot, I think. I, I don't know how you can grasp that, but I did. No, 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 of course. But, you know, was it like, okay, okay well, you could stay in my room, and you guys just knew it, and then you just went at it? Like, was it like... More or less, yeah. You were just it making... It wasn't like a love thing. There wasn't any art of seduction going it, on? Yeah, it was, uh, just, no. it was just passion. Yeah, it was passion, yeah. It wasn't like a case of like, well... You know, we never thought we'd see each other again because I, I'd finished high school. I was blah, 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 moving on. And uh, she, she was going to be 
walking. She's, I think she's in that school, actually, as a matter of fact. But uh, it was beautiful. Beautiful for a kid, like, I mean, you yeah. 17 and a half, whatever I was. And uh, I'm going, wow. And my, my, my question wasn't about a glass eye, I'm more like with her parents here because I was young, you know, younger than her. She said, no, that's fine. And uh, I can still see the room in my mind, I can still see her in my mind. And uh, was she gorgeous? She wasn't. Not by a long shot, but she, but she was like a nice and she was, she was cool. And she was like a conquest for me because I was, you know, I was turning, ready to turn 18. She was 23 or 4, I guess, at the time. Have you ever thought about going back there and paying her a visit? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. She actually she ended up marrying that guy, Fumate, whose love letter I found. And Your kid? No. Yeah. Um, he was a Gaelic teacher. He was a young guy as well. She ended up marrying him, yeah. You were the last hurrah. I was the last fling, yeah. So as Fitz was going over... The cork and carry border. Isn't that incredible, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, hey, a story's a story, but I, I love that. I've never had sex with a girl with a glass eye before. No, me neither. Definitely not your teacher. No, yeah, no. I made out with a deaf girl. That's, oh, yeah? That's, oh, yeah? That's a first. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, it was, uh, and she was on acid <laughs> in, my, in my basement. Uh because a bunch of my friends were over, and Maybe they were. She on. wasn't really deaf at all. <laughs> no, no, she was. She was deaf. And uh, yeah, so we were like making out, you know, and like that, like kind of late high school, early college making out, where it's like, it's like, you know, I'm not positive I'm gonna get sex, blah blah, blah. you know. So I'm gonna like reaching up shirts was just the worst. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. can we just take this off yeah <laughs> you know you're, you're investing so much time in this operation like uh, yeah my god like we're gonna go there eventually anyway like, yeah just can we just do it now yeah i know or take or unbutton your pants my yeah. hand is sore yeah <laughs> like, exactly yeah when it's just like you got to bend it in a certain way it was yeah. it was awful going, like god will this ever end like, yeah exactly which eventually like, come around a little yeah bit? yeah it's like you're letting me do this mm. Yeah, so, but she was, she tried to talk to me afterwards, and it was like, and she was on acid, and I don't, I, you know, like, she was full deaf, like, sign language deaf, and I don't know sign language, so she was trying to talk. Oh, it was awful. But did she lip read at all? She could lip read, yeah, some, but, uh, yeah. But there's, when, there's a bad joke in yeah, there somewhere. No, no, I, really I, I, I started to look for it in my brain, and I just, is, I just shut yeah. it down. I just shut yeah. it down. But when she was trying to <laughs> communicate, it was like Flipper on TV. It was just like, like there weren't. No, no. No, I'm just saying, like there weren't words. I, I know yeah. it's crazy. You know, I treasure her for that reason. She, she. It's it's a good confidence booster, like for a young kid, you know. Yeah. Really Getting is. a hand job from like your neighbor is not banging your teacher. Right. And the glass eye was just a fucking, was just a icing on the cake, like you know. Yeah, that's. That, that scared me a little bit, but. Uh, well, but was she? Was she she had to have been attractive. To, I mean, because you have a Honestly, glass eye doesn't mean she wasn't that attractive. To be honest, I mean, she wasn't ugly, but she wasn't like you know. I'd be honest, with you, she wasn't a fucking model. You know? <laughs> but she wasn't like ugly, ugly. Like I mean, she wasn't a two. No, she wasn't a two. No. Yeah. No. When the glass eye came out, maybe she was like a four. <laughs> oh, when the glass eye came out. Yeah. Well, it, okay. Yeah. Before, before that, like she would probably would be. I don't know, maybe like a five or something, you know. Five's respectable. 
you know what's funny is people you have this this weight this rating system on women like from one to ten it's fucking retarded it is because like yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just it, a way of it's so stupid there's no ten there's no ten there isn't but like I mean when you ask the question like as Doug just did you have to form a, like a you, you know you have to mathematically analyze it some degree like you know you can say a woman is ugly but I mean that, that's very very wishy washy like you know at least we all know like what a 10 is and we all know what a 2 is, right? Yeah. So then when you're somewhere in the middle of that and you can say, well, okay, well, she was a 5. Yeah, and you can formulate a 5 in your head compared you can, to yeah. a 2. Yeah. It's probably like very sexist and all that shit. Oh, it me. totally is. But yeah, but people do it and it, yeah. it, it is what it is. I'm sure women do as well. Yeah, of we're course. not rating our friends. No, no, no. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> if we wrote it down and yeah. then revealed... Like last night was about a six. Yeah. Just be like, really? She's a. You think she's a three? It's like, man, I hooked up with her. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it'd be funny. I think we should wrap it up because we're. But thank you so much, Fitz. How how did you like your first podcast? It's not a podcast to me. I mean, you two guys sit down and talking to you. I I don't see the podcast part (laughs) of it at all. I mean, I I don't see that part of it at all. I mean, so does a microphone in front of me a big deal, you know? Yeah. yeah, we're not all. We're just. This is what we'd be doing at the club. Yeah, yeah. so I don't see the problem. But yeah, it was. Uh, I'd be telling the stories of the club. Sure, I uh, probably have often. So, but I thank you so much for participating, and uh, we're just gonna wrap it up. Okay. And signing off. Yeah. This all is right. ripping it. This is Seth. It's Doug. Fucking rip it. As I was going over the Corken County Mountain, I met with Captain Farrell and his money he was counting. I first produced the pistol and then produced the rapier. Same stand and deliver for you are a bold receiver. Mike Shuring, Dumb and 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 Dumb and